This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome oh. to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Justin Davis. Scoop. And Mark Medina. Whoa, three people? This we is the first trio. time. First We're time. a Megacop trio this week. Sam <laughs> had too much on his plate. He couldn't join us today. I don't know, something about crying over a realm. I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, he can't join us today. So you just got the three of us. We still got a great show for you. Lots, so much, lots to talk about. Um... This uh, just a really, really surprising development in the uh, in, in Microsoft's attempt at act- acquiring Activision Blizzard this week that we got to dive into. Dead Island Two is a is a big hit. It's a surprise big hit after all that time in development. Everything turned out okay. Duke Duke Nukem Forever. It is not. But first, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is out today. Uh, you probably saw IGN's review earlier this week from Dan Stapleton. He gave it a nine out of ten. Thought it was amazing. I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of it. Mark, I know you're playing it, and Justin, mm-hmm. I know you're playing World of Warcraft. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to your updates in just a minute. I love it, and um, my, my first impression is that it just feels enormous, because I've been playing for, I guess, a little bit over a week now, and I've only gotten to, you know, there's a big, big, long opening segment. That's on mm-hmm. Coruscant. That's not, a, that's not a spoiler. Then you go to another planet, and that part is huge, and now I'm just going to the third area now after a full week of playing this game. You know, you go to, there's all these planets that you go to, and each planet has an enormous area to explore. There's all these nooks and crannies and, you know, uh, off the beaten path areas to explore. So d- the game just feels incredibly big. And that's not a criticism at all. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's got its hooks in me. I'm thinking about it when I'm not playing it, which is always a good sign. Mark, what do you think? Uh, no, I think it's good. It's it's exactly like you're saying. I I so I'm the senior producer for video on the guides team, and I have secondhand stress over this game <laughs> because like 
we we have to make videos about like collectibles and all that stuff. And I I have somebody who's like really really good at that stuff and he loves it and he's like I'm I'm cool. This is fine. And I'm like, but have you seen? Have you gotten to like Kobo and seen what those numbers <laughs> look like? Because if you open your map, it tells you. And yeah. it's 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 a very stressful amount. <laughs> yeah. So um, but no, as far as the game goes, um. We played, how early did you play? Did you play, like, before the big, like, day one patch? Yeah. Yes. So so I did as well, and the game did not run super well. I mm-hmm. didn't know if that was stuff we were allowed to talk about, but then Waypoint did their whole review, and they were like, this whole thing about how we got the game, it didn't run great, and then I stopped playing because, um, again, it's in a Waypoint article, I'm allowed to talk about it. Um <laughs> whatever um i stopped playing because that big day one patch there was that scary <clears throat> moment where they said it could break your save um so i i kind of stopped but now that the day one patch is here the game runs a lot better and it didn't break my save so i'm, I'm back yeah. in i just got my mount so that's how early yeah, i am yeah, but, still well but, i mean that's still it's still you know several hours in that, um, it still feels like i've played a lot yeah, <laughs> i'm sure most people really, did that on their first day they should just they should just plan it so that the day one patch is ready 14 days before the game comes out <laughs> yeah right a day yeah. negative 14 patch yep exactly yeah it is true i'm playing on ps5 and uh, a mm-hmm. week ago before, you know before launch it was a little rough even the splash screen the respawn logo screen like stuttered <laughs> and then for many of us the game would crash at the exact same moment in like like five minutes in mm. um but since since the day one patch launched the, the past couple of nights uh it's been running much more smoothly yeah i yeah I've, i jump back in and i was like i bet it's not gonna fix that much and it actually did it runs a lot smoother i have two questions for either of you okay. um one how is the story Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need to get into spoiler territory, but like, yep. you know, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wanted to mention that, you know, so I'm only how so far in I'm, I'm in the first probably quarter of the game. However, <clears throat> on that first main planet, after you, you know, make your way through to like the boss of that planet, there's a story bit there and the story is really cool and it feels new and it's like cooler than anything that was in the sequel movies because it's new. It's not, here's another empire and another rebellion it's just like a new thing that feels very star wars and it's like why is why are the video game stories better than the star wars movies these days did you okay. uh did you watch or read our review mm-hmm. um dan stapleton's last line in it is if they make one more jedi game this will be the best star wars trilogy in 30 years <laughs> yeah. wow yeah, that's pretty good that's high praise yeah okay um, okay okay so what, what was, i like what was your second question well, I was, it was, it was around, so I played the original probably, well, I guess I don't know quite how long it was. My gut check is that I was maybe a third or halfway through it before I bounced off it. And it was mainly because of the combat, um, you know, and the soulsy feels of it, not necessarily the difficulty, but like if I'm playing a big, just take me on an adventure game. Um, I really just don't want to think about it that much. I just want to be there to have a good time. And like, you know, and Jedi's combat just sort of like it was making me work a little bit too hard. And I'm curious about like, you know, does it feel more refined? Does it feel the same? And, you know, just kind of curious to get your take on that. I yeah, I think ahead, it Mark. feels just as refined, probably more refined, but like it's still going to feel like Dark Souls. But like, I mean, this game's got a difficulty meter. You can you know, make it where it's like the parry timing is not as strict and uh, just damage and all that stuff. But 
obviously the big thing that this game has that the original didn't was is stances. So like you start with one lightsaber and then eventually you get, you know, the Darth Maul double blade. Uh, and then I'll only say one more. <laughs> uh, and then eventually, you know, you, you can break those and he dual wields them. And so you can equip two stances at a time and each of those have their own skill tree. And so you can kind of choose like I do the double bladed. I think that that one is like the most fun to play as. And so you kind of get a little bit of freedom to be like, if you didn't like the original Dark Souls, like just one sword, if that didn't do it for you, I would say jump in and try like the dual wielding and stuff like that. It may completely change how the game feels to you. Okay. Okay. I mean, this is purely an academic, like I just play World of Warcraft now. So none of this is like <laughs> relevant to me in any specific way, but that's good Intel in the event that the game breaks its hold on me. And yeah. y- y- you know, like I, for first of all, play games on whatever difficulty you want, feel free to play on easy. But for me, it's not about like being a casual gamer, the game's too hard. It's just more about like the type of experience I'm hoping to have with any given game. And like mm-hmm. these types of like big expansive, I'm just here to have a good time. It's like, I don't, I don't really feel like I need to be like challenged or pressed by the combat. Like I'm fine to kind of breeze through it. Whereas other games like, you know, shooters and games like that, like I do kind of like the pressure of like performing at a high mm-hmm. skill level. Yeah, I think I'm having a little bit of an easier go of it this time. And I don't know if it's because Elden Ring made me better <laughs> at these types of games or maybe they just tuned it. So maybe it's just a little bit easier of a game. I don't know. Just I'm just playing on Jedi Knight, the normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, same here. Maybe, I would only, bop it, maybe I'd bop it down to easy then and just breeze through. Have a good yeah. old time with the Jedi. The only the only uh, enemy that has given me a real challenge so far is the Rancor. The first Rancor. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my God. Because the has first a- time I fought him, I was like, this is impossible. <laughs> he can grab I you. Think- I mean, he, he basically eats you with a one hit kill if he grabs you. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, that's <laughs> Rancor is going to Rancor. <laughs> yeah. The first time I fought him, I was like, this isn't going to happen. And I want to say the ninth time I fought him is when I beat him. <laughs> You start to, you know, you you get in that Dark Souls mood where you're like, okay, I can't just throw myself at him. I need to get a couple hits and then I need to actually look at what he's doing so I can tell, you know, telegraph those moves. But Mm. yeah, you suck. Well, here's what you do. You you get a bone or something and you lodge (laughs) it into his mouth. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I forgot that Return of the Jedi was actually a walkthrough to this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you anyway. taught the poor, the poor sad Rancor Keeper. Yeah. Anyway, it, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is out now. I know there's having a lot of issues on PC. Bad news for for PC players, but um, I'm playing on PS5 and everything's going well. I loved the first game, and uh, you know, leading up to launch and after our preview coverage, everything seemed to be pointing to this one's just going to be bigger and better, and that's been my experience so far. So that's what I'm going to be doing for the next several weeks until you know other games like Zelda and uh, Diablo mm-hmm. 4 and Final Fantasy 16 comes out. Mm-hmm. It's next gen only, right? It is next gen only, yeah. And it feels I, it feels next gen, like you know that opening right. mm-hmm. area on, on Coruscant. Of course, Coruscant it, it has flying cars everywhere, and it, mm-hmm. you can see like they're all over. There's uh, the density of the flying cars is impressive, and wait, you can see them way off into the distance. Even if it's just a skybox, it looks really, really cool. Cool. I love it. Having a great time. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. 
And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's move on to... Biggest surprising news of this week. The Competition of Marxist Authority in the UK has blocked Xbox's Activision Blizzard deal. And this comes up, this comes after, you know, for several weeks, everything was pointing towards them giving it a pass. Yeah, it seems uh, fine. I know. Everything, all the in sort of speculation and insider intel seemed to be pointing that this thing was going to go through. I think all along, ever since, whatever, over a year, like a year and a half ago, when Microsoft announced its intentions to acquire Activision Blizzard, biggest tech, it would, it would be the biggest tech acquisition in history. And I think all along, most people thought that this would probably go through. Mm-hmm. I think maybe now, I think the things, the scales have tipped in the opposite direction. I think now it's probably more likely that this, that this deal will not go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, gotten uh, the no-go in the UK and they have a, a court battle ahead of them with the FTC, the FTC here in the United States. Yeah. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but which, by the way, it's always like anytime you start a statement (laughs) with like, well, I'm not a lawyer, (laughs) like you're always on like solid footing. Um, But, you know, no UK agency can stop two US companies from doing whatever they want to do. Right. But like, so they, they, they can't, they can't stop it, but they can make it like they can't do business in the UK. They can make it so Mm -hmm. painful for them to try to exist in the UK or just say, okay, fine. Like you don't have access to our, you know, how many millions of gamers that there are now that, you know, that they could, they could put the screws to them that like, you know, either it kills the deal or they have to, you know, carve out some kind of exception for the UK where, you know, Game Pass maybe functions in a different way or there's different provisions for, um, you know, for that region than there are in the rest of the world for areas of the world that don't object or don't put up similar, you know, similar blockers. So, mm-hmm. You know, but, but I do, you know, it is interesting that they, you know, they, they can't, they can't like literally put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to imagine a world where they're like, sorry, 
you know, everyone in the UK, you guys just don't get to play Call of Duty anymore. No, that's like, a, that's, that's a compl- so wild. That's a completely realistic outcome here. Mm-hmm. Is that like maybe they merge anyway? It wouldn't be you can't play Call of Duty anymore, but it might be like Game Pass is different in the UK than right. it is than it is in the US or elsewhere in the world. Um, yeah, it was weird because they. I, I, I kind of saw it like the whole Elon buying Twitter thing where it was like, is it going to happen? It's not going to happen. Yeah. It was like every day something was different. And then eventually it was just like, okay, it's happening. He owns it. And that's that. And that's how I thought this was going to be. It was like, there's so many ups and downs. And then I thought it was eventually just going to be like, okay, they did it. And it was, it was the opposite. They're like, okay, it didn't do it. And of yeah. course they get to appeal it, but the rumblings I'm seeing is that appealing a CMA decision is like almost like never going to like they almost never yeah, uh i've read that it. too i've read that too and and, and i also and again mm. the caveat is i don't know what i'm talking about which by the way <laughs> that's just like a blanket caveat anytime i open my mouth and say anything you can just assume <laughs> like well you know justin's doing his best um but it, it, I, I just some common sense would seem to indicate that like if one regulatory agency shoots something down maybe it gives the FTC or another group that's sort of mm-hmm. looking at this some cover mm-hmm. and some momentum to make a ruling or you know shift things in a different direction where um you know or if one group was the whoever's the first mover can kind of set the tone for what's to come um mm-hmm. and again with the caveat being like maybe the FTC doesn't give shit like maybe they don't look at that or consider that at all right but like you know i don't know that would be a common sense viewpoint uh, a, a way to think about this mm-hmm. yeah Microsoft, you know, it says that they, they plan to appeal. But as, as Mark was saying, the reason that um, appeal is unlikely uh, to reverse their decision uh, is, according to analyst Pierce Harding Rules, speaking to gamesindustry.biz, for Microsoft to be successful in their appeal, the UK's Competition Appeal Tribunal will need to find a procedural error in the CMA's review process or prove that the CMA acted irrationally. So it's like, how likely is that? Right. To happen, you know? So, so it's basically, yeah. So they don't. It's it almost sounds like they're not allowing to present any new evidence. They have to just prove that the CMA made the wrong decision. Which yeah, that yeah, sounds good weird. They also yeah. it was like it was like cloud gaming is what they cited that that, that would <laughs> yeah, make that's it like the main not. Um, that's that's what I was wondering if you were going to touch on that, Damon. We're like, yes, for sure. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care whether these companies merge or not. Like I'm interested mm-hmm. in it from like a corporate drama standpoint, but like as a gamer, yeah. less competition and consolidated ownership is bad for gamers. But on a personal level, I own every console. So whatever, like, but, mm-hmm. but like the rationale of like what it would hinder competition in the cloud gaming space like that does strike me as irrational. It makes no sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you even talking about? Like, what does Activision have to do with cloud gaming that would enhance Microsoft's position in it? I don't actually think that Microsoft is a leader in cloud gaming right now. And they're actually, mm-hmm. I would say, behind what companies like Amazon and certainly like Google, like, you know, Stadia did not work out, <laughs> but like, but they were, they were, they were streets ahead of what Microsoft was trying to do from a cloud gaming perspective. So, you know, Stadia's business model was bad, but their yeah. tech was the tech super was not bad. bad. Yeah. So yeah. like it makes, it makes an absolutely no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All along the debate was about call of duty and whether or not Microsoft would try to make it exclusive, but yeah, cloud gaming, cloud gaming is such a small part of the industry today. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be a small part for a long time. It will be a very long time until a significant portion of gaming is done completely via the cloud. Yeah. I, I think so too. And it's like, look, is that the way things are going? Like maybe, right? Like on a long enough time frame, Yeah. Maybe that's what a lot of technology is going to look like. Right. But like yeah. the, the sort of latency required for like any high end serious hardcore gaming precludes like, you know, it's like, it's just going to be really tough. It's different. Like it's different than like streaming media and streaming music. Right. It, it's not the yeah. same. And, yeah. and so I don't know. Super weird call on that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Super weird call. Very surprising news this week. But I, you know, like I said, I do think it makes it makes the uh, the end the end game of the acquisition <clears throat> being approved and, and going through. I think it makes it less likely than ever right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, Microsoft says they're going to appeal. We'll see how that goes, and then the FTC uh, will be is taking them to court later on this year. I bet you. I bet you anything they're going to do something like split out. Like, you know, they're going to buy all of Activision except for their UK operations and UK Activision wow. games will be distributed by, mm-hmm. you know, they'll sell mm-hmm. those rights to like, you know, EA or someone else, you know, Interesting. and then, and then they'll, and then they'll still close the deal. But yeah, but, I, I think, I think what you're predicting with game pass is like, cause you know, it's like every region has their own versions of like Netflix and all that stuff. And so it's like on game pass in the UK, you just, you can't play Diablo four, right? Like that's, I could see them making that like call. Yeah. In any case, it's, a, it's something we'll have to continue following. Uh, we, we will never be free yeah. of the grip of following <laughs> this story. <laughs> awesome. Dead Island 2 sold over a million copies in three days. And that wouldn't be significant for you know, most other you know, third-party, big AAA zombie game release. I think it's significant here because you know, this game was announced in 2014. Wow. Almost 10 years ago. Uh, we previewed it at E3 that year in 2014. Uh, but then it was delayed into 2016. It, 2016 came and went. The game never came out. It was on our our list of missing games of E3 2017 and 2018. <laughs> it was just like this game just disappeared. And then we, you know, it, it sort of resurfaced. I think it just resurfaced last year in 2022. We learned that it had switched hands of developers more than once they completely rebuilt it from the ground up they gave it they finally gave it a release date in april of this year and then it actually it actually miraculously came out and was good we gave it a seven and now it's a big hit what it's like what what a comeback from the dead story yeah it doesn't happen often i think of like you mentioned duke nukem forever which that Mm -hmm. game just you know (laughs) that game looked like a nintendo 64 game when it was first shown and then you know was awful and then the only other thing i can think of is like the last guardian which last guardian wasn't like a failure but it just wasn't great you know but it was like this game i was playing it when i when i first got it i was playing on pc and it's gorgeous it's also next gen only and i'm like Mm. this game is so pretty i i'm just shocked because normally it's like oh it's you know we built the game in you know, let's say 2018, 2019. So it's like yeah. now it's out, but it's going to have graphics from a few years ago. And it's like, no, this game is like absolutely gorgeous. And it's, I think it's a really fun to play. Yeah. You've been playing it, Mark. I think it's really fun. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I guess I need to check it out because I hear the gore effects are like next level. And you guys, you know me, you know, I like, I like more gore games than movies. Well, and the thing and- is, is like this game is just built around like every zombie, you know, every weapon is 
good against like a different zombie part right and so it's like the zombies are meant to be just kind of like torn apart and then this game's like it's also really big on like elemental stuff so it's like you know there's that pullback there what you could try to do is you could try to kite all of those zombies and you get like bait and stuff like that and you can try to bait them to go into the pool and then throw like a battery in the pool and like electrify (laughs) them all and stuff like that like they the game because this game's not as open world as the first one was. This one is more linear. Like, it kind of guides you on where to go. Mm. And they're constantly setting up situations where it's like, hey, look, there's some zombies eating a guy and a jerry can full of gasoline. <laughs> so you'll just, like, throw it at them or you cool. can, like, do a trail and then light that trail on fire and just watch them, like, burn. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this game was not on my radar. I wasn't much. I wasn't a fan of the first game. But now... I guess I, I guess I need to find some time to play this at some point. Yeah, I think the the setting is very fun. It's very bright. It's just an interesting juxtaposition of like really idyllic, you know, kind of beautiful luxury houses and condos and stuff, and then just zombie smashing. The the second game I played this week that takes place in L.A. <laughs> well, this one's L.A. but L.A. in general. The other one was uh, the Horizon DLC. <laughs> so been in L.A. for a while. <laughs> How is that? I think it's interesting that that game, there's like, I feel like there's no buzz about that game. And I love Horizon Forbidden West. There isn't. Uh, it rules. I love okay. it. I love the Burning Shores story more than I like the original story. It's also incredibly short. If you really wanted to go for it, you could finish it in like an evening. It's like five missions. Oh, wow. There, there's like more to do. There's side missions and stuff like that. But if you want to mainline it, you could probably beat it in like, I don't know, five hours or less. Hmm. I love it. I yeah. thought it was really, really good. And the music's super good. I, love, I mean, the music was good in Forbidden West, too. Yeah, I'll definitely play that at some point. And Justin, I'm sorry, I meant to get, uh, allow you to provide an update on World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. Well, I have, I have one more thing about Dead Island first. I, like, okay. I, um, and then, yes, I am happy to give people an update on another game that the, takes place in L.A. Yeah. World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It does if you live in L.A. Um, uh, yeah, my so. Dead Island. Sorry, <laughs> I was I was so uh, pumped to tell you about my druid. Um, no, like just that people talk about these games um, that are you know super delayed and become you know vaporware. Like the it's often sort of like what are they doing? Like they're screwing up. Like you know they're the fans are so mad, but they don't. The people that are making these decisions to delay or cancel projects mm. have information that we don't have, right? And so like the example that like this finally came out and finally turned out good. Like, I don't know, just like kudos to them. Right. Like they didn't pull the trigger on it. Like they were clearly seeing something that's like, this project is off track. This project isn't working. Um, Mm. It comes up a lot with like star Wars, like like, what's going on with star Wars. They've canceled these like five or eight movies. Like, you know, like Lucas film sucks now. And it's like, well, no, but like, maybe every single one of those product cancellations is them like saving star Wars, right? Like you don't know what's going on. Like those are products that maybe shouldn't have been made and shouldn't come out. So, um, you know, just the decision to stay the course, like uh, it's just interesting to see it proven to be the right one this time. Um, I'm just glad I'm not that, not that I care about game sales because I don't, but like, I'm glad that so many people are picking it up because it's, it's a weird time right now. Cause you mentioned like burning shores that it's just getting no buzz. And it's like, it's I mean, this is like one of the busiest fall spring seasons we've had in a, in a long time, I think. And uh, it's hard, right? It was like it's like Jedi. What was before? Um, yeah. So it's Resident like before. Yep. Resident Evil four. I was like, I knew there was something Jedi. Uh, and then it'll be Zelda, then mm-hmm. Diablo and then mm-hmm. Street Fighter and then Final Fantasy 16. But 
mixed in there is the Burning Shores DLC, Dead Island, and Redfall. And it's like, there's all these games that you can just, you can see them oh, yeah. getting added Redfall. to everybody's backlogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to say it's weird for, it's kind of a weird time. It's a weird year so far for Sony because they put out PSVR 2. Yeah. That landed with the thunk. Yep. Um, and which, you know, the tech is good. That's supposed to be mm-hmm. very good tech. It just, I don't think there was any buzz for that. There's yeah. no hype or buzz for um, uh, bur- what is it? Burning Shores, right? Right. Um, but they just, you know, put out their report. They just had their best Q- Q4 in PlayStation history. They've sold Dude. over 38 mil- million PS5s now. Like, they're doing Four Spoken. Four Spoken. It's carrying. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. That's just another example. <laughs> they're like their business is doing gangbusters, but they're yeah. they're har- big hardware release and their big expansion. One of their big first party games last year are going <clears throat> being very have a muted reception, I think. Just well, and and they just put out some sort of report today. I didn't look too much into it, but it was basically that Spider-Man is their only triple A game coming out in the 2023 fiscal year. And mm-hmm. people are not loving that for one, because that's like that's unlike them to only have one first party game in a whole year. But also people are like, why are they saying fiscal? Because fiscal could go mm, into March. Into, like yeah. that's that's a little terrifying. I think it'll hit this year, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you, I, they've said before, you know, they've mm-hmm. recently they've reiterated it's coming 2023. Yeah. yeah. And that game's going to be a monster, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Maybe you, maybe you only need one if it's that that size. That's true. I'm there. True. All right, Justin, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bite, bite the druid um, is like bite. Yeah, well, her name is Bite Bite. Her name um, is Apologies. Uh, and as a druid, obviously, as you know, she can turn into a bear or a cat or a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's like a swimming form, too. And, or a um, moonkin. Yeah, I actually am playing Boomkin. I'm playing a balanced druid, which um, which uses the power of the moon and sun to rain down magic uh, upon her enemies. Um, or really anyone that's in the area. <laughs> um, uh, she is level 58. And the so the, the the actual level cap of the game is seventy, but for me, like my character is like her level cap is going to be sixty. So her adventure is almost done because sixty to seventy, those ten levels are reserved from the new expansion, and I'm not playing the new expansion. I'm just going through kind of like retro content that I have an affinity for. So she's going through a bunch of quests, infiltrating the Bloodsail Buccaneers right now, and having just a grand old time. And nice. once she hits level sixty. Then I'm going to start leveling up um, Fighty, the monk. Um, Mm. And Fighty is a Pandaren monk and is going to level through Mists of Pandaria. And, you know, and then we'll get Fighty to level 60 and then we'll see what's that. So I won't (laughs) I won't go into like the long spiel. But for people that like the the two sentence version is that they changed leveling in WoW (laughs) so that, um, you know, all the content scales with you. And so you can finally, for the first time ever, go back through and experience old expansions without just like out leveling everything. You can still like all the enemies and mobs and dungeons and stuff, keep pace with how strong you are. And so if you're someone that just wants to chill out and quest through the game at your own pace, like it's perfect for that now. So I'm not, I've always been the kind of player that when everyone else, like the new expansion is supposed to be great by the way. And like, you know, maybe I should be playing it, but when everyone's doing that, I'm just like fishing (laughs) just like I'm off, I'm off doing my own thing. And that's the way I've always played MMOs. And so, you know, like we'll see how long it lasts, but um, so far it's going, going great. The new expansion is cool, but it's, it's that thing that world of Warcraft has been doing for, for a while now, which is like, it just doesn't feel like you fight a lot. It feels like you're just like getting a quest and you're just running to somebody else to tell them. And then they're like, cool. Now go tell this guy. And, 
That's all you're doing. Yeah. And I don't really like the new class either, the direct there. I don't I don't find yeah. them fun at all. But but maybe that questing is better than like, hey, go kill 30 of those ogres. <laughs> no, I like that. That's what I miss. Man, I miss like there's, grizzly there's, there's hills mi- and they're like, go find 30 bears. And I'm like, hell yeah. Because then you get to <laughs> I don't know that you get to play the game <laughs> instead of just That's running true. and talking to people. <laughs> I guess it was more the 30, not the go kill. Like there needs to be a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Go kill some of them. Go oh kill, my gosh. You know what? How about this? You go kill the amount that you feel comfortable yeah. with. <laughs> Once you, you tell feel me like when you've had enough. Slain enough. When oh my you, gosh. You feel sated in return. Yeah, the balance is oh man. Back in the day in vanilla, you'd go to Stranglethorn yeah. Vale and they'd be like, yep, we, it's a, a very infamous quest where it's like you need yep. to get like it's like 20 troll ears. Yep. Okay. Well, let's do the math here. Theoretically, yep. that should be 10 trolls. It's not. It's like a hundred. Yep. Because the yeah. drop rate is awful. And I'm like, what? Shouldn't every troll drop two? One, maybe a, if they're battle scarred, but uh, not 100. I, I have a theory about drop rates where like really, really high drop rates, like if something drops every time or 60% of the time, like those drop rates are fine. And ultra low drop rates, like if there's some rare mount or rare mm-hmm. loot that drops like 1% of the time, that's fine. Because it's like, oh, it's like a spec. Like, wow, I got it. But it's that middle, like if yeah. something has like a 10% drop rate, that is the one that's the pits. Because mm-hmm. like it's not it's not that statistically unlikely that like 10% drop rate, you could kill something 30 times and not yeah, get it. Yeah, there's still a good chance you'll kill that many and not even get one. Yeah. And exactly. And like those are the ones that are just mm, mm, Stranglethorn Vale. They've got those fucking gorillas. Dude. Oh. Everyone has the PTSD worst. about Stranglethorn Vale. It was, it was yeah, a tough that, zone back in the day that, for us hardened veterans. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. I, I, before we this becomes uh, Warcraft scoop, Justin, <laughs> no. I understand there are some hot new items in the IGN store. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Um, yes, we have. I'm actually, this is not even a plug. I'm just like genuinely excited um, that we have Tears of the Kingdom merch in the IGN store now. We have a bunch of t-shirts. They're really cool. If you've never bought a t-shirt from the IGN store, they're actually really soft and nice and wearing high quality. I don't, you know, Damon, not to put you on the spot. I think the one you're wearing is from the store. Uh, that's a that's a design we carry. I don't know if you bought it from us. And, I think it um, is from the store. So, but I set this up ahead of time, actually, uh, to talk about it on the show. If you go to store.ign.com and buy any Zelda shirts, if you put in code SCOOP at checkout, your Zelda, your Zelda shirts will be 10% off. That's the podcast we're on. And what a coincidence. <laughs> There is a game scoop shirt as well, so yeah, but they're not they're not they're not part of the sale. But yes, pick it up. <laughs> That's the only one. I mean, <laughs> but maybe I can change it. No, no, no. I I just I just when I set up the sale in the back end, I said it it was Zelda tees. Your idea Zelda was was to do the Zelda shirts. I'll add. <laughs> That's great. Mm, see, now it's putting me on the spot. I'll 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 add the game scoop shirts to the sale. Go buy a game. You, you heard it here first. Go buy a scoop shirt and type in the promo code Zelda and you're good to go. <laughs> it's it's store.ign.com, officially licensed ultra soft Tears of the Kingdom t-shirts. They look really cool. I want to buy them. Can all. we get can we get your Ziff Davis sweatshirt in the IGN store? Oh, I am wearing a Ziff Davis sweatshirt today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um no. It's like what's Ziff Davis? <laughs> hey, there it is right there. There they are. There's the t-shirts and if you're watching the video version oh, there of the are. show. Yep. Yeah. I, I I was in the Slack yesterday when you showed them. So my my favorite. Hold on, scroll scroll back up, Marian. I think my favorite. Thank you. I think my favorite is the fourth one there, the white one. Oh, that's uh, the, that's been the best seller so far. Yeah, that one's great. But I also like the second one. 
Yeah, the the little cryptid hand. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm I'm a fan of that one as well. Yeah, let's go. I like the color. Very Tears of the King to me. Yep. All right. Some news this week that was interesting to me and maybe very very few other people. Maybe um Justin. Justin, do you remember Might and Magic Clash of Heroes? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Coming that was uh, Ca- Capybara. Yeah, it is Capybara. It was a DS game from 2009. Then they brought it to Xbox Live and Arcade and PlayStation Network in an HD version in 2011. It's a fantastic puzzle strategy RPG uh, with a great art style. And now the definitive edition is coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. Coming to Switch, PS4, and PC. I don't know why it's not coming to Xbox. It's on <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade. But that's what they're doing. Dotemu is the one that's publishing it. And yeah, it's Cafe Barra, uh, the uh, Grindstone, uh, Super Time Force, Swords and Sorcery, Critter Crunch. Very cool. Oh, and Below. Everyone remember Below? That was a game that was a long time coming. Yeah, I'm looking at their Wikipedia now. They've not released a game since Grindstone, so with any luck, fingers crossed. Although Grindstone, they do keep patching it and adding new stuff mm-hmm. to it, to be fair. But yeah. like, fingers crossed, there's a new Cappy game on the way soon. Yeah. And, well, this this game, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes, is fantastic. It, yep. It doesn't... It's it's connection to Might and Magic is not important. I don't know anything about that. It's It's just a really, really good puzzle strategy game. You like stuff like Puzzle Quest. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's like it's it's more about like um, positioning your forces on the battlefield and, and aligning. You know, different different units have different colors, and then the enemy units are at the top of the screen. So it's great. I love it. I look forward to playing it again. I haven't played it in years. That's awesome. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners! Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address Gamescoop. At IGN.com, just like Adam from Boston did. And Adam says, I have a pressing question for the only video game podcast. I have a birthday coming up. I'm thinking about getting a Steam Deck or a Switch. I know I'm late to the party. If you could only get one, which one would you recommend today? It's an yeah. interesting question. It is an interesting question. Because, uh, I mean, so obviously, Switch is great. You got a new mm-hmm. Zelda coming out. But the Switch is also old at this point. That's what I was going to say. It's like, look, the Switch has some of the greatest video games ever made that are exclusive to that platform. So look, mm-hmm. like if you buy one, you're going to love it. Play Mario, play Zelda. But I'm steamed, Damon, steamed mm-hmm. that the Switch, yeah. it's over six years old. So not only is it old, it has never had a price drop ever. Mm-hmm. That console is still $300. That's the same price that it was six years ago when it was brand new. That's crazy. Yeah, um, and yep. It's got an OLED screen now. But yeah, but the OLED one's more. Oh yeah, I think it's like three fifty. So also, it so, like never leaves the dock. So what do I care? It's not any yeah. more powerful. So for me, my answer, just from a bang for your buck standpoint, is I would say get the Steam Deck. It, it's tough. It's it, it's awkward to recommend buying a Switch to someone in twenty twenty three. I think. Yeah, especially yeah. since all signs seem to point that new a new hardware announcement is coming this year. I think. I mean, but even if there weren't signs, I could just the, the, just this passage of time <laughs> tells us that there has to be a console announcement coming sometime. Mm-hmm. Mark, yeah. Mark, oh, Damon, say you? look at Damon playing a Steam Deck. Um, yeah, I, I everyone in the comments is gonna be like, I just emulate my Switch on a Steam Deck, but we're gonna pretend that that's not real. Um, I I would say Steam Deck. I I yeah, the it's like. It's like the Switch can play certain games that no other console can play, like Zelda, right? And it's like, so you have this like list of games that are exclusive to that console, but then if you go to the Steam Deck, the Steam Deck can play 
every other game that's not part of that Nintendo list, right? And yeah. so it's like it's really hard not to recommend the Steam Deck. Plus, for me, if, if he's looking for a handheld, that's the thing. Is like for me, is like Steam Deck is way more comfortable just because it's bigger and I have bigger hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I love the Steam Deck. I think it's really really cool and. You know, Switch games are expensive. Even they get put on the eShop store and they're they're insanely expensive. Where Steam sales, you can get new games sometimes for super cheap. But for the most part, if it's an indie game that you haven't, <clears throat> I don't know what the sales are, but let's say it's like, oh, I want to play Celeste. I'm sure that game's like a few bucks, right? Yeah, like where on for. Switch, it would be like 20 or $30. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, it is worth pointing out, you touched on this, Mark, that the steam deck is a beefy boy so yes. you know you have to decide for yourself whether that's a pro or a con that's that's actually the reason i passed on one although i've been being worn down over the months but like it's a little heavy and a little bit thick for me for a portable game console but you know uh, damon i've always said that some people like them thick that's true i got one right here and it is enormous i have big hands and it makes my hands it, look small yeah it looks big <laughs> it looks big in your hands this thing is huge but i love it hey look there's me oh. <laughs> got a cool reflection there. Um, yeah, so I think that's our recommendation, Adam. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to hate your Switch if you get it, but I just think it's a little bit, getting a little bit long in the tooth. New hardware for that is coming. Yeah. Steam Deck is a little bit new and exciting. I actually have yet to get a Steam Deck myself, but, but I really do want one. I don't know. I don't know if I'll wait for the sort of a revised model for that or not. Well, and in a desperate situation, if you, if it's like the, the Switch can be docked, so can the Steam Deck. You're just yep. you're playing games at like, you know, 800 P yeah. on your TV. But I mean, yeah. you're doing that with the switch. So <laughs> true. OK, well, my wife and I are leaving immediately after this to go to a wedding. I'm actually wearing my tuxedo pants right now. And I can hear my <laughs> wife walking around upstairs in her heels, which tells me that she's almost ready. Oh. So let's move right into video game 20 questions right now. We make sure we have time for that. Our suggestion this week comes from Ledsky from Seattle. And I think, hope this is okay to share. Ledsky included this in their, the body of their uh, email. Ledsky is the principal design director for Minecraft. Whoa, oh. that's, a re- that's a really cool job. Yeah. Minecraft, Minecraft is in such a good place. I love, like my girls are both really into it. And like seeing that game through the lens of, you know, an eight year old is awesome these yeah. days. Um, he says, hey, Omega Cops, I'm a huge fan of the show. Watch it every week. The show is a big highlight of the week, and I never miss it. Thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> mm-hmm. hmm. uh, and with that, let the questioning begin. Hey, Mark, don't screw this up for me. I I thought about <laughs> it. I was like, oh, man, it's just two people? That's weird. You're down. Yeah, it's you're a down. total. I'm not. I'm honestly, I do, do not carry this game one bit. So that was a total joke. Um, <laughs> Obviously, neither do I. Everyone hates me. So we'll see um, how this goes. <laughs> okay. Did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? No. Okay. More my element. Okay. So so 2000 plus. So we got 23 years of games. Um, did this game come out? Uh, is this game exclusive to one platform? Yes. Hey. Uh, okay. So we got to figure out which platform. So, Was this game exclusive to a Nintendo platform? Yes. Hey. Maybe maybe Three Damon's qu- taking it easy on us this week. Got this. <laughs> it's it's Mario. Uh, it's, um, okay, so um, is this exclusive to Switch? No. Okay. 
So what do we got? We got it could be late was in sixty four GameCube Wii Wii U. Was this exclusive to the Wii? No, that's five. Same question, GameCube. No. So it's Wii U or Nintendo or a late Nintendo sixty four game or or handheld or handheld. Okay. I mean, we got we got. I mean, it's annoying to do this, Mark, but we should just burn the questions and get the console because we got there. So I, fast. I'm with you. Okay. So okay. I, I man, I super doubt what, Wii U. What was this exclusive to the 3ds? No. Oh, great. Was it exclusive to the Wii U? No. God damn it! No. <laughs> So it's got to be, you said 3DS, so it should be, be DS. It's got to be or, DS. Or late Nintendo 64. <laughs> Let's spend, okay, okay, okay. Was this exclusive to the DS? Yes. There it is. There, there it we is. go. Okay. Um, so exclusive to DS. Um, is a main character of this game playable in Smash Brothers? No, that's 10. Okay, so probably not. Could be Tetris DS. We never did yep. get that playable. L1. Or like Brain Age or Nintendogs. Yeah. Okay. So was this game developed or published by Nintendo? Yes. Okay. okay cool. So now we're now now you're in the exact right. Yep. Like yep. you know those those like first yeah. party kind of like yeah, but didn't mm-hmm. have like characters. So my brain goes to to Brain Age or Nintendogs. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. See. Does does this game star cute dogs? No. Okay. Does it star cute brains? No. Um. <laughs> okay. Is it, does this game have brain in the title? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a allowed question. Is but that, no. Is that not legal? Okay. I'll, okay. I'll say well, no. Yeah. So we know it's not brain age. I don't know that it's like. I think it's against the gentleman's rules, but. <laughs> um. Shoot. Okay. Okay. We're, uh, we're off to a strong start. Let's. let's yeah. I know Damon's got to go. Let's down. pump the brakes a little bit just yep. to t- take a sec. Okay. 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 So Nintendo developed or published DS exclusive does not star a character that's playable in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Oh, Advance boy. Wars. Um. Yeah, that's a really good one. There are no Advance Wars playable character. Advance no Wars tanks. is actually. <laughs> Yeah, is there tanks in this game? <laughs> yes. Oh, I th- do we have it? Okay, did yeah, this so game just on, get like a reboot? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, don't answer. There, <laughs> there were two of them on the DS. There was Dual Strike and um, Days of Ruin. Oh. Dual Strike was the first one, you know, so the third one that came out in the US. And it was that was the one that maintained the cutesy art style. And Days of Ruin was the one that like rebooted it with like the gritty dark art style. Um, Thank God you're here. I would have just called it Advance Wars. (laughs) No, I just know. I know I I ran an Advance Wars fan site when I was a kid. Like I know it's like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Mm. I don't know why I cut you off though, because I don't. It's not like I have like a big question to ask. Well, um, we have six questions left, and if we're fairly yeah. certain it's going to be one of those two, then how do we narrow it down? Yeah, that's because I don't question. know anything about those games. Okay, I mean, so Damon, did this game have like a gritty, more adult sort of dark art style? No, that's fifteen. Okay, was so was so, this okay? Last question: Was this one of those 
Okay, sorry, sorry, Mark. <laughs> no, no, I, I want to narrow it down because I want to get it because my last is, couple times have not been successful. Is this game in the Advance Wars franchise? Yes. Is this Advance Wars Dual Strike? Yes, it is. Hey. We only need two people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Advance Wars Dual Strike. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of the good ones. It's a really it's a you you like you're a fan of this one as well, Justin. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I feel like this is an underrated Advance Wars game. Like. Well, maybe it's properly rated because I think it's well liked. But like, mm. yeah, this game was great. I wasn't I, sure what to do if you asked me though if Nintendo developed this game. I mean, intelligent systems, intelligent systems, which they, they're they, they're they're independent, right? Even though they mostly work for Nintendo. No, they're a first party studio, aren't they? I mean, their website doesn't say anything. There's like no Nintendo logo on it. I'm looking it up. I I I, I thought, and it, they've made games for like. Out without Nintendo, mm. I so. thought that they were a first-party developer. Um, nope, you are right. Yeah, Video game developer best known for developing games published by Nintendo: mm-hmm. Fire Emblem, <laughs> Paper Mario, WarioWare. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, I, think the, I was thinking of it as a first-party game, but no. Advanced Wars Dual Strike. Mark, you haven't played this one? No, I've never played any Advanced Wars. Oh, I just okay. was like. I don't know. Just popped in my brain, because, probably because the other one's like so fresh. And I, I yeah. it's funny because this, I didn't even know these were on DS because Advance Wars obviously is like Game Boy Advance, but yeah, uh, I don't know if that's where it gets its name from or not. But so, David, so, here's here's lucky. a fact. Here's a fact for you: Intelligent Systems, according to their wiki page, has never released a game on a non Nintendo platform. Wow, interesting. The, well, so Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile is it? Mm. Okay, they did that one. Interesting. But not all the games are published by Nintendo, like Cubivore, that was published by Atlas, but like only came to Nintendo platforms. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very, very closely aligned with Nintendo, but not actually outright owned by Nintendo. This was in that era of, uh, th- like, they were trying to do puns in their game titles, like yeah. Dual Strike is Everything DS. Everything was DS. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. What was the Ninja Gaiden one? Dragon Sword? Something, Something like yeah. Anyway, nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Ledsky from Seattle. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you. Sorry for the truncated episode, but we're recording late on a Friday afternoon. It's late. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's evening now for where Justin is, and I'm going to a Fancy Pants Wedding in downtown LA right now. So with that said, thank you to both Mark and Justin. Thank mm-hmm. you to Ryan working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. I said GameScope, but this is GameScoop.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.